0: Hello, welcome to episode, I'm going to say 16, but if I'm honest, I'm not exactly sure anymore. Uh, but we'll go with that. Episode 16 of the At Least You Didn't podcast. I'm Caroline Verdon. I'm Annabelle Buckland. And just as an FYI, when
1: we were recording this, it was super hot and I got my window open so you might hear some birds because <laughs> I live
0: in a place where birds also live. An aviary. Avery. <laughs> She lives in an avery. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. <laughs> and she gets to put on the floor and everything and nobody even questions it. Um, <laughs> this podcast came about, uh, Annabelle and I met years ago when we worked at a radio station and we bonded over our just lack of dignity and the horrendous, embarrassing situations that we seem to find ourselves in constantly. Yeah. And over lockdown, it cheered us up immensely to text each other with headlines from these stories such as at least she didn't accidentally kick a baby in the face and i would text one to annabelle she would text one back we'd tell each other the stories and we thought why not turn it into a podcast
1: this is how we did it. We wrote down all of our stories on bits of paper, sent them to each other, and then we pull them out one by one read them out and tell the story. Embarrassing story. What an
0: absolute delight. Coming up on this episode, at least you didn't call the gas man, drive the world's worst car, or play an awful game called Celebrity Deaths, live on the radio. At least
1: you didn't
0: kick a baby. I tried to snog the vicar. At least you didn't show the bin menu knickers, it could be worse.
1: At least you didn't call the gas man.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, let's start this off by saying, if you smell gas, call the gas man. It's like an That's emergency. That's what I always say. Yeah. yeah. So let's just remember that. Do not take what happened to me <laughs> as any form of advice. The advice is, smell gas, call a gas man. Clear?
1: I mean, don't take anything you hear in this podcast as any form of advice. Much
0: better advice. Yeah, apart from that, from what you just said. Um, so this happened at the radio station that you and I both used to work at, but I think this was before your time. And the big bosses had all gone away to some big radio conference somewhere. And so me and two other people were left in charge. And it was like a proper, oh, we're in charge of a whole radio station. It was only for about a week, but we were like, this is this is super cool. And before, we are
1: pretty responsible
0: exactly exactly and before they went they sat us down and they went through if such and such happens call so and so if such and such happens call so and so much like you know when your mum and dad leave you for the first time they go to the supermarket or yeah. something and you're at home for half an hour and they're like yeah don't you don't answer the door don't answer the phone all that kind of, don't eat all the all the crisps all that sort of don't stuff don't
1: have any fun
0: yeah don't turn the fire on all those sorts of things um and they left and we felt fully prepared. Like, here we go. We are masters of a radio station. This is going to be amazing. How cool is this? Yeah. And they'd been gone about half a week or so. And there was this smell that started in the office. And I smelt it first. And I remember saying, can can anyone else smell gas? And someone else went, is that what it is? Yes, I can smell it. I can yeah i really can we thought oh my goodness me here is a crisis ready to happen there's a gas leak like and that's that's a big deal oh definitely nobody wants a gas leak that could be really dangerous no you need to act we need to act exactly and there was nothing in any of the you know the handbooks for what to do on this no note for what to do if you suddenly smell gas
1: it's down to you down to caroline what could possibly go wrong
0: exactly so i did a bit of googling and i just typed in i can smell gas (laughs) and it took me to a page that went smell gas call this number so i thought brilliant that is what I'll do. So I called that number and they said they will send somebody out like as an emergency, they'll be here within the next, whatever it was. Um, yeah. So in the meantime, we thought, right, safety first. Let's open all of the windows. So we opened all the windows and then we thought, it's not good for people. So let's send all the staff outside because of course, we had if you remember there was like a basketball court outside just a public one um so we sent everyone out to the basketball court some people took chairs with them and put their laptops in their laps everyone's trying to work from outside with a mobile phone under their yeah. ear you know yeah. what i mean uh, getting the work done um and we had the slight issue of well what happens to any shows and we went well shows are just gonna have to stop because there's just it's too dangerous can't leave someone in the it's building far too it's far too dangerous when yeah. there's this this gas issue so we basically put a tape on um what yeah. about the news bulletins So we're like right well we'll record the next news bulletin and that can go out pre-recorded so nobody needs to touch it we can do that from outside the building we'll record it in the building right now and then everyone will get out and we'll just have to hope that this doesn't go on forever um or else the news is going to be like news from four days ago Um,
1: and the queen stays exactly
0: (laughs) alive and well. exactly all those things nobody die um so that's what we did we went outside we're feeling pretty darn proud of ourselves as we're looking across the office on the basketball court everyone just cracking on getting stuff done and we're like oh god everyone's safe we are doing
1: a bloody
0: awesome job here yeah
1: Um, imagining your imagining your pride of britain appearance basically yeah
0: and um down the drive comes this van and it's like, gas man, smell a leak. Anyway, bloke comes out and he's like, right, what's the problem? And we were going, well, we can, we can smell gas. And we're sort of in the doorway at the entrance of the building at this point. And we're sort of keeping half a foot outside because, you know, safety first. Um, we are very conscious of life and death situations here. And so we're downstairs and we're like, yeah, we can, we can smell gas. And he was like, oh, really? What From where? And we were like, well. I mean, we can still smell it a bit here, but it's at its worst upstairs in the back office. And he was like, all right, do you want to show me? And we were like, no, you might be a hero. We are not. We will give you directions and we will go and wait safely out on the basketball court because this is too dangerous for mere mortals like us. You've, you know, you've had training. So we give him directions to find this office and uh, we go and wait on the basketball court. And everyone's like, what's going on? What did he say? What's going on? What did he say? Like, this is the real gossip of the day, isn't it? We're like, well, he's just going to go and check it out. And he's got inside the back office and he's going to go and see, you know, and then we'll just see what happens next, whether or not, you know, we're safe to go back in the building at some point or we'll, you know, we'll, we'll keep you posted. So we are like, everyone Meanwhile, stay calm. Meanwhile, we're
1: all watching the building, waiting for an explosion. Basically,
0: yeah, phones out, ready to dial 999 slash take a video. Um, and he comes out of the building and he's carrying a bin bag that he didn't go into the building with. And uh, we went, right, what's the, um, what's you know, what's the, what's, the, what's the deal? What's the outcome? And he's like, hang on, hang on, I'll just just one minute, I'll come to you. So he walks across. We don't have to go to him near the building. And we're thinking, oh, thank God. I don't get any nearer to this. Yeah, it's
1: because it's too dangerous. It's too dangerous.
0: So he comes across through the car park into the basketball court. So we are surrounded by everyone, all the colleagues, all the colleagues. And he goes, I think I've found the problem, right? And he holds the bin bag up and he went, an egg sandwich. What? So it turns out, whilst doing all of our hard work to keep the radio station going, we'd forgotten about the fact that we might have to empty the bins.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> and it was a
0: really hot day, and the smell oh, no. was basically festering bin.
1: And oh, no. To
0: make it even that worse. That is
1: so gross.
0: Yeah, to make it even worse. Like, everyone sat there and everyone could hear everything. Now looking at us like you're not our saviours. Like, you are absolute idiots. You've just
1: ruined our day at work. Yeah,
0: we've lost so much money because of you. Um, and he goes, just, you know, just for the record in the future, there is no gas to this building. <laughs> oh, yeah, the heating's... Is- They're electric heaters, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, thanks for keeping us safe.
1: (laughs) Thanks for saving us from that... (laughs) Egg sandwich. (laughs) From that putrid egg sandwich that we were all at risk of dying from. Did you tell Uh, the bosses when they get back?
0: Absolutely not. No. (laughs) At least you didn't have the world's worst car. Yes
1: this was probably about eight years ago i was working in an office i just had like an office job and i was uh i had i had like a peugeot like a just like a black peugeot who knows what it was it's not important small black but i liked this yeah Yeah. i liked this car i drove it into the ground basically took it to the garage and said oh it's making some funny noises and they said yeah this is just it's just not roadworthy in any way (laughs) So you can't, you can't, you can't drive it home. This is just not safe. And this was something like a Friday lunchtime or something. And I'd got some sort of plan at the weekend, but I needed a car next week for work. So my mum, being the hero that she is, said, don't worry, Annabelle, you go off to London, do your thing and I'll sort you out a car. Oh, she was going to go and buy one. Yeah, I'd have to pay her back, but she said I'll I'll source you a vehicle. Basically, I go great. You're the best, Mum. See you in two days. <laughs> and I came back on Sunday <laughs> afternoon. She goes, comes and picks me up. She's like, Annabelle, I cannot wait to show you
0: what I've bought you. You are going to love it. In terms of like money, is this basically all your money?
1: This would be something that I'd have to pay back.
0: Uh, monthly this isn't even a car that you're able to hand over money you've already saved up for this is a car that you have to get and then you have to continue to pay for
1: yeah this will be this wow. will be okay. a, a chunk of debt yeah so <laughs> <laughs> so she said we've given it a clean we've we've given it a little spruce up we've um you know we put a little air freshener in it for you it's all ready we've cleaned the inside it's had a full valet you are going to love it. We pull up to the garage. And have you ever had one of those moments where you have to do a double take when you, you, you catch a glimpse of something and you think, oh God, please don't let that be what she was talking about. It was that bad. We pulled in to the garage and I got out the car door. And my mum goes, ta da! And behind her is a bright yellow Fiat Seicento. Don't know if you are familiar with it, but it is exactly the same car as the in-betweeners car. <laughs>
0: Wait, I need to know, was the in out at this point in time? Oh, very much. So you very saw much it out. and your mind went, she's bought me the in-betweeners car. <laughs> yeah. Because that yeah. car was never cool. It was never cool. But when the in did that whole scene on this is the world's worst car, it plummeted. That coolness level just yeah. dropped right through the floor.
1: Yeah, it wow. didn't even become cool in an ironic way. No. It was just a terrible car. Yeah. And I had to make a decision in a split second. Has my mum bought this for me as a joke? Or has she genuinely thought that I will love this car? I had to make a call and I decided, based on the look on her face and how happy, genuinely happy she looked, and how more and more worried she was getting by the second that I didn't say anything, I decided that she genuinely believed that this was the car of my dreams... (laughs) and that she'd made my life. So I had to go, oh my, oh my gosh. I love it. I'm impressed that you went with that. I just love it.
0: (laughs) It's so sunny. And she was like, look how dinky it is, darling. Oh man.
1: I mean, I got in it and it was like, it was sitting in a phone box. on wheels. And I drove it home and I had this kind of like moment of realization that when I go to work on Monday morning, I'm working to pay for this piece of crap. God knows how long it's going to take me. I didn't even know at this point, how much she'd paid for it. Didn't even know how much she'd paid for it, but I went to work the next day. And one of the girls at work said, have you literally turned up in a block of cheese? (laughs) But the worst part of it was, Caroline, I haven't even told you the worst part of it, because from then on, everywhere I went, I was mocked by pedestrians by other drivers by <sighs> lads in cars by by lads in like citroen saxos rolling down their windows and shouting car wanker at me <laughs> and also what was really bad is i used to work in a little uh, in a in like a little market town that has about 20 billion primary schools in it and quite often i'd get stuck in traffic in the in the height of summer with my windows down
0: Oh, yeah, no air conditioning. Because the bloody thing didn't have air con.
1: (laughs) And I would be mocked by not only children (laughs) in school uniforms, but children in primary school uniforms saying, (laughs) Shit car! One day I tried to fight back against some cocky little eight-year-old. He was on a scooter. And I said, yeah, well, at least I've got four wheels. And do you know what he said? Can still go faster than you <laughs> at least you didn't invent a game called Celebrity Deaths and play it on the radio,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: specific
0: so um obviously you've worked in radio too, that's how we met um and so you will know that we quite often you'd get told by somebody who works in advertising that there's a new client and they're going to give away something and you've got to come up with a really exciting and fun way and something different that you've not done before to give this item away. But yeah. you get told this all the time and eventually, the well does run dry.
1: Yeah, um, and it's usually with about a week's notice as well.
0: Oh, I mean, if you Come up you're with the most lucky, creative
1: idea ever. Come up with a really well-developed, really super creative idea that nobody else has ever done before
0: so that we can sell it next week. Well, this was even worse because it had already been sold... And it was meant to go on air the following day, yet there wasn't actually a competition. The prize wasn't even amazing. It was a pair of cinema tickets. You know, fine, everyone loves getting a free pair of cinema tickets. But it's no holiday to America or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And they always say, don't they, that the rule is when you're coming up with a competition to give away a prize, don't make people do anything too difficult if the prize is yeah. small if it's a big prize yeah. you can ask people to do all sorts get my name tattooed on your leg for a million yeah. pounds and they will give me but a kidney exactly but no one's going to give you a kidney a kidney to go and see the new harry potter film as it probably was back then
1: uh, yeah. it's just
0: not going to happen And we only had like a day's notice until this was meant to be on the air. Uh, What I forgot to mention was the fact that we had been out the night before, had very little sleep and had both woken up feeling as though perhaps a badger had died in our mouths. It was one of those days where you just feel horrendous and not even necessarily because you've drunken loads, um, just because the alarm when you do breakfast radio goes off at 3.30 in the morning. So unless you've gone out and stopped drinking and managed to get yourself to bed by 7pm, you were always going to be on to a loser.
1: That is the worst. Yeah. A week night out. A week night out. Breakfast radio. And
0: exactly. And we managed to get through the actual breakfast show. And then we think, right, we can go home, go to sleep, just have an all right afternoon and come back refreshed tomorrow. But no, they land this on us. Be creative, be zany, come up with something fun. It's on air tomorrow it was horrendous so <laughs> i'm not in a good place to try and be like creative not in that place yeah. um and so in our horrendous states with what can only be described as half a brain cell working we came up with this game <laughs> and we called it celebrity deaths we honestly didn't think twice about this we didn't think This was anything other than a great idea than to play a game where we would name a celebrity who died and the caller would have to try and remember how we had the names of five celebrities and they had to get three out of five in order to win this huge prize of a pair of cinema tickets.
1: Wow, I was thinking it was going to be like impressions of celebrities dying in weird
0: ways. No. Oh no. It's way worse than that. These are
1: actual real people and and this the, is how and they've you're died. Talking yeah. about the real ways oh. in which they yeah left
0: this earth. Yeah, okay. yeah yeah completely disrespectful and utterly tasteless and then some so we came up with this the afternoon we were hanging we went home we had some sleep we woke up fresh as a daisy still thought this was a good idea and it wasn't yeah. until we were literally live on the radio three quarters of the way through doing this quiz that the pair of us looked at each other as if to say what have we done we're definitely getting fired so, we're playing with this caller called Marjorie. She has already answered the first two questions incorrectly. The pressure's on now. So, I say, Marvin Gaye. And Marjorie went, shot. And I was like, yes! Suddenly celebrating Marvin Gaye getting shot. The guy I worked with then went, Ricky Wilson for the B-52s. And she went, oh, was it AIDS? And I went... We'll give you that. We'll give you that. It was complications from AIDS. So that is two out of three. You just need this. I don't know. You just need this next one to win yourself the cinema tickets. Uh, John Bonham from Led Zeppelin. And she went, Cancer? I went, Oh, so close. It was asphyxiation. He choked on his own vomit. Oh, so close. Uh, I'm afraid you haven't haven't won yourself those cinema tickets. (laughs) But hey, uh, it means we'll be playing again tomorrow. If you would like to win yourself some cinema tickets, give us a call right now. Uh, on the way, your latest news and travel. <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? And um, like, the the weirdest thing about it, and some might say, rightly so, the worst thing about it, no one ever said a word. Not a single person complained Like, not a single person complained. Yeah, yeah. Not a single person complained. And neither did our boss have a go at us. Wow. Wow. How long ago was this? I'm not giving you time on it, because (laughs) then you'll figure out what the station was. Um, But yeah, uh, I do not recommend playing the game Celebrity Deaths. Live on the radio at ten past eight.
1: I don't think I've ever been speechless with
0: one of your stories. Oh, you'll be even more speechless than when I tell you it had a theme tune. Uh, let me wheel myself over to the piano. Hang on. Celebrity deaths, celebrity deaths,
1: celebrity deaths.
0: <laughs> Just to make it a little bit worse, we had a fake audience clap at the end. <laughs> I mean, how inappropriate. Horrendous. Just horrendous. <laughs> At least you didn't kick a baby. I tried to snog the vicar. At least you didn't show the bin menu knickers. It could be worse. And that is it. That is the end of episode 16 of the At Least You Didn't podcast. Uh, We will, of course, be back same time next week with some more shenanigans. In the meantime, do you remember last week we were talking about Antarctica? Here's a little recap in case
1: you are not quite as obsessed with Antarctica as Caroline is. Caroline basically has discovered that our podcast has been listened to in every continent of the world, except one. We have not yet got a listener in Antarctica. And this is a, this is a
0: big problem for Caroline.
1: This is, a, this is a bigger problem, isn't it, for you? You say
0: problem, I say challenge. So over the last week, I have contacted every single contact I can possibly think of. I'm talking research stations. I'm talking people that are doing walks across Antarctica as challenges. I'm talking the MOD. And here are some things that I've learned. There's no 4G. Anyone doing a walk, useless to us. Anyone on a boat, useless to us. Um, also, it's currently winter time, which means that there's basically nobody there. There are currently only 1,000 people based in Antarctica at the moment. Now, you might view this as a dead end. However, let me tell you an amazing twist of fate story. Meet the gods of fate. Okay, here we go. So... I go down to the south coast to see my mum and we take the kids and my husband and uh, there's a little area just near Southampton uh, and it's called Hamble. It's lovely little river and it's like the estuary really. And you can get what's called a pink ferry because that's what it is. It takes about 10 people and it'll take you a trip from one side of the estuary to the other. Yeah. Anyway. Um. So we have a lovely day, we go from one side to the other, go for a bit of a walk, uh, have lunch in a pub, you know, sit on the beach for a bit, have a lovely time, make some sandcastles, do a bit of crabbing, lovely day out, had by all. Get home to my mum's house and my husband realises he cannot find his glasses. Bear with me, okay, I know this seems like a really weird tangent, but I promise you this all links up in a really weird way. So...
1: I can't wait. So we're
0: looking everywhere for his glasses. We've gone through the beach bag and they're not in there. We've gone through the car. We've gone through the buggy. We've gone through pockets. Can't find his glasses anywhere. So he phones the pub and says, did I leave my glasses there? And they say no. And he's like, oh, maybe the ferry. So he goes to the website to see if there's like a phone number or whatever. And there's a telephone number that you can text. So he just drops a text message to this number and says, strange question. I was on the ferry today. I think I might have lost, uh, left my glasses there. I don't suppose anyone's handed them in. And the text message comes back and says, I'll pass this on to the relevant person for you. I'm afraid I can't help at the moment because I'm in Antarctica.
1: What? What?
0: What? So I went, give me your phone. This is more important than your lost glasses. Um. So I steal his phone. (laughs) I don't care about (laughs) your glasses. I want the stats. (laughs) So I steal his phone and I text him, basically explain everything. And I finished it off in the neediest way possible. You ready? Please get back to me.
1: Oh, God. You might as well have just said, also, do you want to adopt me? (laughs)
0: He replied, Annabelle. On next week's podcast, we will be able to talk to Mike from Antarctica. He will be in Antarctica and we will be here in our own houses. This time next week that is, yeah. Mike in well Antarctica done. it's like it was meant to be. Your investigative skills never cease to amaze me. Well done. So if that isn't a tease to listen to next week's episode I don't know what is. See you next week. Goodbye.